This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Giardia. Glad we got there that. There it is already. That's <laughs> how we wrap the last episode. We'll just start this one this way. Uh, good evening, everybody. Evening. Evening. We have a uh, special guest tonight, Tyler Owens. He uh, don't really know how. I follow him on Instagram. He's got a good page. Uh, we've become Instagram pals. He recently read a book that we wanted to discuss, so we uh, invited him on. But uh, a few things I know about him is he's a big-time runner, ultra-marathoner, multiple times, if I'm remembering right. Uh, likes drinking whiskey, likes reading, plays guitar. All the stuff we like doing. Uh, so, Tyler, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, maybe go in a little bit more on that. Uh, typically like to know what kind of books you like to read uh why you like running general lot of thing where you live what you do yeah um so i guess i'll start with the easy ones i'm a civil engineer i live just outside of appleton wisconsin which is about 30 minutes south of green bay are you a packers fan i am i was watching the start of the game before we logged on here they're up seven nothing at the moment we take so. a shit time for this then I know. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm a, I'm a casual yeah. follower. I don't ever watch the games in full. I've always got them on in the background. At least but... you casually follow a team that wins every so often, unlike the rest of us. More, more than often. <laughs> so, well, good. What uh, kind of books do you like reading? I like a little bit of everything. I like to learn. So it doesn't matter. I've read books on quantum physics, which I'm not going to lie. Understood about a third of it, but it was <laughs> Or not would have got. <laughs> I've read books on Steinbeck is one of my favorite, you know, fish. Oh, nice. I'm all over the place. Speaking of quantum mechanics, I, um, in college, decided I wasn't going to learn quantum mechanics. So I figured it would go away. And it just kept coming back every class, and I never understood what the hell any of it meant. But they let me graduate. Well, it's, yeah, it's media college nowadays. Uh, what are you drinking, Tyler? I've got some Angel's Envy tonight. Angel's Envy. Whiskey or bourbon? Bourbon. It was... Uh... The guy that started it used to work at Jack Daniels and then went off and started his own thing. So he knows, knows a little, little bit about the trade. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. John tried to get in the trade once. John, what are you drinking? Uh, Topos and Tito's. There you go. I might switch to whiskey though, since I don't have anything else to do tonight. Yeah. Shoot. Thirsty Thursday. Jared. I I am drinking Lone Star Dos beer, imported from the state of Texas. 
Yeah, somebody mailed that to you or what? No, I, I actually had uh, my my dad pick it up for me on our golf trip to oh. Alabama. <laughs> I think it's illegal to transport alcohol across state lines. Federal offense. We don't need to discuss that. There's no way because I can go buy liquor in Georgia <laughs> and bring it back. Was it Smokey and the Bandit? Yeah. <laughs> what and uh, what books do y'all have? I have the Access 2019 Bible. It's a Microsoft Access. Yeah, you and me need to talk about that one off air. I'm planning on talking about it on air. What else you got? Uh, the Devil All the Time by uh, Donald Ray Pollock. Pollock. You sure it's not Pollock? I think it's Pollock. Jared? I have Running the Dream by Matt Fitzgerald. Good. Isn't Tyler, he a golfer? No. That's Fitzpatrick. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, what do you got? <laughs> I've got Finding Ultra by Rich Roll. Have you read uh, the book Jared's talking about, Running the Dream? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's ought to be a good discussion then. A uh, couple of things to follow up on well only one thing from the previous episode uh we, i did confirm that book thief was a movie oh no and uh the world series didn't go seven games like i predicted it only went six fucking braves oh wait they weren't in the world series <sighs> yeah they didn't make it <laughs> they, they had a chance yeah they had a chance they had a pretty good one uh and then one other thing a few episodes ago we talked about how many people or wanted to know how many people who had run one marathon had also run two. And I could find no information on that. What I could find is that uh, about half a percent of all runners have run a marathon, which isn't very many. Really? Yeah. Half of one per- What? Yeah, half a percent. I think that's what you it was. Don't realize, don't realize, oh, they're counting like the turkey trotters and all them people that are. Hey, know, speaking of turkey trots, I signed up for one today, so don't bash them too hard. No, nothing wrong with it. Anything that gets you running, but yeah, I don't know right. if that qualifies you as a runner. Yeah, <laughs> the one time a year. No, they're probably they're almost definitely counting those. That's, hey, did they, no, did they count Cameron Haynes? Yeah, I'm sure he was in there too. Uh, well, I don't know though. He's not a runner yeah. in his words. Dude, I, I have a buddy here that runs, he runs one time a year and it's for the Cooper river bridge run. It's a 10 K. He doesn't train for it or anything. He just no, shows that, up. And that's, that's the one time he runs a year. <laughs> <laughs> but on the marathons, uh, they are getting more popular and on average are getting slower on average completion times because people like me are trying to run them. So wait till I get out there. Yeah. No kidding. I think everyone should try to run one. I think everybody definitely needs to run one. Everybody at least needs to train for one and get to at least the tapering phase. So John, why don't you go ahead with your books? All right. I read um, The Devil All the Time by Donald Ray Pollock. And what got me interested in this book is I saw the movie on Netflix. 
So I watched that and was like, I want to read this. So picked it up for eleven ninety nine on Kindle or thirteen forty nine on paperback. Uh, it was a pretty easy read uh, overall. It was three hundred and twenty pages, a lot of short chapters, which I really like when I'm reading books because. You can read 10 chapters in one sitting and feel like you accomplished something. Yeah, I love that. Uh, but the general gist of the the book is it's connecting these two towns. One of them is in Knockamstiff, Ohio, and the other one is Coal Creek, West Virginia. And it's got a bunch of subplots in it. There's a couple that runs around killing people, um, a crazy, um, what do you call them? Psychopath. Christian. <laughs> um, what's a fundamentalist Christian? Um, and then some preachers that are out up to no good. But the, I think the kind of the general theme of the book goes, ties back to this quote. It says, as far back as he could remember, it seems that his father had fought the devil all the time. So it's a lot of it's just fighting evil throughout the whole book. Um, it's surprising how well he was able to tie all these plots together. There's also a preacher in there that was um, defiling young girls. Um, Lord. Yeah, it, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> it's, you've, been on it's on a, a, you've been on a run. Yeah, I'm a my mind i probably need to read some like you need to go read the travel books yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) what's funny is amazon also recommended uh blood meridian to go with if i like this book you should read this book yeah you should tell amazon you've been trying to read that book for seven years and hadn't i (laughs) I have not (laughs) hadn't gotten it done yet did I bring up that I started again in New Mexico and did not finish it? <laughs> no, and I feel like you kept that your biggest secret too while we were in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to read it. That's funny. You just need to listen to the audio book. Have you read Blood Meridian, Tyler? Nope. Give it a try. Make sure you're in a quiet yeah peaceful place when you do it because it's tough read is that y'all talk about him quite a bit is that the one to start with or no 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 start with uh probably no country for old men yeah for the road i got in on the road and that was a pretty good introduction yeah they're all the pretty horses but uh Uh, i definitely but i do definitely recommend this book if you're uh into some fucked up shit yeah, I think we all are to an extent. Yeah. Uh, he does have some other books. He's got Knock 'em Stiff, uh, and it was put out in 2008, and then The Heavenly Table, which was released in 2016. So I'm going to check probably both of those out. Good, good. Uh, um, awesome. Jared. Wait. Tyler, are you drinking your whiskey neat? Or do you have something? It looks like you're drinking it neat, but neat, yep. Okay. Well, you I like ice them. every once in a while. Yeah, I'm I'm an ice man. I like it cold, so that's my I run hot. Anyway, notes over over here. <laughs> want to get what better about? at whiskey drinking? I want to get better at whiskey drinking. Oh. 
Well, first thing to do with getting better at whiskey drinking is drinking whiskey. You're right. So that's not Evan Williams. We'll and doesn't have Coke one. in it. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or, or old granddad. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a bottle of an old granddad at the liquor store the other day, and it's like 12 bucks. Liquor? <laughs> Hardly Barely know her. So, Jared, go on with your book. All right. All right. Uh, last week I read a book called Running the Dream by Matt Fitzgerald. Uh, Matt Fitzgerald is a uh, – he's a writer and coach. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think he lives in California. I'm not exactly sure. But he uh, – being a writer, mostly writes about running. He he has a lot of connections in the writing – in the running community. So he got hooked up with Ben Rosario, who is the NAS elite coach, and that is the Northern Arizona uh, elites. Um, they run – mostly marathons i believe and that's their teams like uh like scott fobble and uh, those folks but anyway they're sponsored by hoka are they in flagstaff yes they are in flagstaff oh thank you for mentioning that <laughs> yeah so they're training at high elevation so he benner's our uh, matt moves to flagstaff for the summer and trains as an elite marathoner uh, Matt's in his 40s. These professional runners are in their 20s, essentially. But uh, he's going through the same program as they are. Uh, ben Rosario is is making his training plan for him over the summer. You know, the goal is to run the Chicago Marathon. And so it's pretty interesting to hear how all these professional athletes – uh, professional run you kind of get an insight as to how they train uh you know you know what they do on day to day and it's really interesting and it's it's there's parts of the books that are really funny just the conversation that he has with a lot of these athletes but um eventually time comes for chicago he uh he runs it he gets a pr at the age of you know, mid forties and he thought his, you know, fast running days are over, but it just really depends on how you train and who you're training with. And, uh, and that, that, that's pretty much the gist of the book. Um, I would, I would definitely recommend it for those who are, who like runners, man. And they, uh, maybe even older runners, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's really interesting. I, I I quite enjoyed the book myself. I thought he trained with the uh, University of Colorado. No, I, now he had. Now he, I think he wrote a book. You talking about running with buffaloes? No. The book running running with buffaloes. I don't think so. Or or there is a team over there in Boulder. You said Boulder, right? Yeah. yeah. But no, he he went to Flagstaff and trained with with these folks and dude he 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 basically said he's always wanted to break a two forty marathon and he ran his personal best two forty I don't know how many years before I mean about I think like early thirties 
so he didn't think it was possible, but damn it, it was possible. He ran a like a two thirty nine marathon, so pretty pretty wild to to. Did it have any training tips in it? Uh, no, not not really training tips, but they talk. He talks about some of the workouts and how they 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 kind of differ from from other you know blueprint training programs that you find off the internet you know instead of doing uh super long intervals breaking them down into shorter intervals and doing more of them and that that kind of that's that's one of the big keys i took out of it not wearing yourself out but but uh, he talks about like how much faster he, he got injured halfway through it. And he talks about how much, how much faster he was able to recover because of the professional help that he was able to receive like the professional therapies. I was like, damn, that's such an advantage. <laughs> well, like what's the cryotherapy costs like $60 a session, which can add up pretty quickly <laughs> i mean it may work it may work i don't know it probably works <laughs> just get an ice bath i guess you could do that but it was, it was good book other books he 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 has written is the 80 20 running i think that's kind of like the slow to fast ratio and another book called how bad do you want it Which that's what uh about. i was asking that that group I've linked up with here in town about speed training. And that's kind of what they referred me to as the 80, 20 thing. Most of those guys are in their forties and definitely run sub three hour marathons on flat ground though. <laughs> so I don't know if you, if you put a hill in front of them, how they do or altitude, you got any hills where you're at Tyler? I feel like, no. Oh yeah. Oh, you do? Oh. No, all sorts of hills, yep. <laughs> I don't know anything about Wisconsin, apparently. Are you in the Driftless <laughs> area? I grew up in the Driftless area. So a little bit of history, if y'all don't know. The glaciers came down how many ever thousand years ago, and there's a little pocket of western Wisconsin, eastern Minnesota, where the glaciers just kind of split and stopped. And so all that's all hilly, and it's really interesting. It's a really nice part of the state i need to google map it here that's where steven ranella's friend uh doug duran lives barry yep oh doug they're talking shit on him on rogan today <laughs> he's like you can't even have a conversation with him because he just sits there fact checking everything you say <laughs> that's me with my uh parents and in-laws now, how's the pike fishing up there? I'll be honest, I'm not a big fisherman. I oh. think it's pretty good depending on where you go, but <laughs> I couldn't tell you nothing for sure. I, I just want to catch a 40-inch pike. <laughs> We've got a, our office is in Green Bay, and it sits right overlooking the bay, and you can see them out there trolling for pike every once in a while. Oh, God. I wouldn't get nothing done. I'd be looking at the lake all day. It's uh that's it's a challenge, that's for sure. <laughs> what uh what's the weather like up there right now? 
It's beautiful right now. It's been mid sixties all week. Mm-hmm. Last uh, Saturday it was low forties and wind, and it's going to be that way next week. But right now it's beautiful. Yeah, curious. It was eighty-eight here today, so still. See, that's way too damn hot. Yes, well for <laughs> for November, I agree. It's nice though. It's cold in the mornings. It'll be it'll be forty-five, fifty in the mornings. So. I think it was like 75 degrees here today. So all the Southern girls had all their fall yeah. puffy coats on. Wearing Uggs. Yeah, if it gets below about 60 here, everybody's like in their scarves and parkas or down Patagonia jackets. <laughs> like she 50s still shorts and t-shirt weather. Yeah. Girls are, they're still wearing bikinis up there. <laughs> when it's 65. Oh, yeah. Jerry, do you got anything else on uh, running the dream? No, no, that that was it. I could have sworn that book was about running with the University of Colorado cross-country team or something. No, there, I, I'm pretty sure that there is a book called Running with Buffaloes. I have to go to Barnes & Noble. But, oh, I could not find a one-star review. I what? Yeah, couldn't find one. Any two-star? Uh, there was a two star, but no written reviews. Man. Well, shit. So it's got to be good then, right? Yeah, it must. Be it's got to be good. <laughs> yeah, everybody's too busy running good. to go leave one. Dude, let, hey, but I will, I, dude. The treatment these run, like the elite runners get at a marathon, is amazing. They're getting that uh, Lance like, Armstrong treatment like, out there. Dude, man, they get, you know, free housing. Like the whole pre-race thing is free, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, it's just, it's, they just get treated really well. Free red blood cells. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Anyhow. Cortisone. Cortisone shots. Isn't that what he was getting? But they could get away with it as long as it was a lotion. So they just, oh, it must just be from the lotion. hey if y'all hadn't watched that uh 30 for 30 with lance armstrong it's it's worth watching for sure i think i need to now i have a love-hate relationship with that guy because he ignored you yeah (laughs) i actually had forgotten about that for a second sorry i ruined your now i'm gonna go be prodding him on instagram Saying I was a fan, I supported you. <laughs> then he didn't come run with me. I had your back. <laughs> hey, all right. I'm gonna go on with mine. I uh, have got Atlas Shrugged by Anne Rand. Ayn Rand. I don't know how you say it. Um, actually, the reason I chose to read this book was uh, well, I should say. I dropped the ball and did not get prepared for this podcast on my normal reading schedule. I was hoping to have uh, the silence of the lambs so we could continue our fucked up book streak. But uh, I read Atlas Shrugged. I read this book in 2014 while I was working on my master's degree. Uh, And it's a big old book. It took me six months to read it, I think. And uh, by the time I was done with it, I had a copy on my phone, on my computer, and a paperback version. 
And so the copy I have is about 1,200 pages. And uh, right now you can get them on Kindle for a dollar, John, if you want to go read it. Wow. And then the uh, paperback version is 10 bucks. I do actually have a copy. We bought it together on my second bachelor party in Columbia, South Carolina. See, so anyways, the book, the book as a whole is kind of, uh, is sort of centered around capitalism and free markets. Uh, there's a handful of main characters. There's like a big banker, railroad guy, oil tycoons. Uh, so you can kind of think about it like maybe the Vanderbilts and Rockefeller and JP Morgan. And they want free market so they can, you know, maximize their profits. And then a uh, socialist communist type government wants to come in and take over the country and basically put an end to all of it. So over the course of the 1200 pages, uh, it's kind of their fight and their expansion. And ultimately uh, they kind of rebel against the government and form their own little community. And so it's a pretty good book. It's a good read. Uh, it is too long, I would say. There's actually a speech in there by one of the kind of the, the head of the capitalist party, we'll say, that's is about three hours worth of reading. Um, and so be prepared for that if you're coming into it. Uh, that guy's name is John Galt. You may have seen a bumper sticker or something in your life that says who is John Galt and so he's kind of a he's sort of the hero of the whole book but uh the uh one star reviews out of 8600 ratings it's got a 4.4 out of 5 on Amazon the uh one star reviews were uh some of my favorites the three of them as I'm not sure if this was a soap opera about philosophy or a philosophical soap opera, but I do know that it was self-serving dribble. Uh, that was by Bennett McNeil. This says the most boring and pedantic work of fiction since the Bible. <laughs> the next one. I obviously was, haven't read the access Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go refer it to him on the, uh, the worst book I have ever read a roadmap on how to shrug corporate ethics and be a greedy anarchist. So now it's, it's, so it's now wonder it's a, so it's no wonder it's the actual Bible that conservatives worship. Now read it and tell me I'm wrong. The last one says not good. Bought this for my father because he heard of it on a South park episode. Apparently, Officer Bar Brady hated it. My father hated it, too. <laughs> if you're getting your reading recommendations from South Park, you probably better expect to not enjoy it. Uh, and then I actually had one more. It said, 100% unreadable due to the tiny print in the mass market paperback edition. Nine lines of text per inch. Uh, and then my favorite part of that review was on Amazon. There's actually a picture of a ruler up against the book measuring out how many lines <laughs> are on the book. So, uh, but there's always a complaint about the formatting of the book or it missing stuff. But uh, I think it's worth reading. Uh, like I said, it is an entertaining book. 
Uh, it's extremely long, so just be prepared for that. Um, but you can learn some stuff from it. Uh, she's got a couple other, she's got a lot of other books. The two biggest ones are Fountainhead. I'm actually not sure what it's about. Uh, I think it's similar it's to one. this. So have you read it? What's it about? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of her plot lines are the same, but it's centered around like an architect. And uh, ooh, it's been a while now, but kind of the same thing. He's trying to break the mold and do stuff. Um creatively and innovatively and everybody else in the architect school and in the greater uh, profession is saying no you got to stick to these guidelines this is how we've always done it kind Don't of break thing. the rules that makes sense that sounds about right. line how we've always done it yeah <laughs> uh, and then her other book is capitalism which is just um, a bunch of essays on capitalism have you have you read atlas shrugged yep What'd you think of it? Yeah, that was a while ago now, too. I thought it was good. I think, like you said, it's long. It's a beast to get through for sure. But it's it's interesting, and it makes you think, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth reading. And, and I, I'm sure part of the reason I picked it up was just because it's, you know, supposed to be one of those books that you need to read. Uh, and I read it, and it's the longest book I've ever read, I think not even lonesome dove dips into four figures i don't think i don't think i've ever gotten four figures the about face is the longest book i've ever read and i think it's 800 something pages you need to step your shit up over there i know jared are you still with us i'm right here buddy uh, <laughs> can't see your video so He's just sitting there thinking about fish and running. Yeah. <laughs> trying to think of a way he can run while he's fishing. How can I get that bike? Or fish while you're running. <laughs> Which one is it? Tyler, I thought about it. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> why don't you tell us about uh, Finding Ultra? Yeah. So I guess I kind of got into it because I, I came across Rich Roll maybe four or five years ago when I was starting to – look at the ultra running for myself, you know, and he's a pretty big figure in that world. So I started listening to the podcast and whatnot. And so I've had it sitting on the shelf for about a year now, but I picked it up because with all the races being canceled in 2020, you know, I kind of wanted to tap back into that, uh, tap back into that world somehow. And I figured I could do it through a book. So uh, it starts out, the first third of it is kind of his childhood, and he was a big swimmer in high school and his younger years. And it really starts to get into when he went to college, he started drinking, and that started his downward spiral with alcoholism. It goes over, he gets into AA, sticks with the program for a little bit, falls off the bus gets back on, falls off again, and finally checks himself into rehab and gets clean for good. So that's maybe about the first third of the book. And then the second third really digs into his transformation from a, you know, 40-year-old overweight man into one of the world's top ultra-endurance athletes. You know, it goes over his transition to a vegan diet, 
how he kind of starts his uh, training regimen. And then the back portion of the book covers two main events. The first Ultraman that he decides to um, participate in, and then an event that he calls the Epic Five. And so I won't give away too much. I'm sure you can go find it on, you know, Wikipedia and whatnot. I'm sure there's stats on it, but it's kind of interesting to read through it. So I'm going to stop about there. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, uh, Jared, you've read that, haven't you? I I haven't, but I I listen to Ritual's podcast pretty, pretty often. Yeah. I, I tried to read it. I got about through the first third of it. Kind of, he's getting back into the training, and uh, he's in Hawaii, I think, at a race. And then I, I fell off of it. I am not a fan of the vegan diet. So, Jared, how do you feel about the vegan diet? I think it's great. <laughs> what, uh, Tyler? I guess let's just segue right in. Tyler, what's your diet like? My diet, I've gone all over the place in the last five years. It seems like every uh, year and a half to two years, I kind of reinvent it. I've tried the vegan, I mostly vegan, I should say, thing maybe about four years ago now. I was strictly vegan, except for I'd have eggs in my Sunday morning breakfast. And that just didn't quite cut it for me. And so then I moved on to a more keto type of thing. I figured we'll swing from one extreme to the next. (laughs) And I've kind of just settled on if it looks like a cut of meat or a whole food, Uh it belongs in the fridge and that's what you should start with, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that's kind of the consensus. If you listen to vegans, if you listen to any nutritionist that, you know, proposes including meat in the diet they all say cut out the processed foods so there's got to be a little bit of truth in the middle right right i that's sort of where i've landed too is if 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 it looks like it came out of an animal or from a plant then you're probably good but anything else uh should be avoided even sugars i've changed my opinion on uh honey fruits all that but Jared, we're trying to get Jared to start eating some meat every now and then so he doesn't look so sickly all the time. I've seen him eat meat recently. <laughs> hey, I, I've been having, I've been adding tuna in my salad here this week. Well, there you go. Baby steps. Uh, <laughs> getting some mercury. Tyler, you were making something the other day. Is like a buff, it looked like a buffalo tongue soup or something. Or am I mixing two things up there? You might be mixing two up, but yeah, I've gotten into the uh, the cuts of meat that nobody else wants to eat. Yeah, you know, so oh, yeah. heart, tongue, that kind of stuff. It's uh, a lot more nutritious than the other cuts you're gonna find, and typically it's cheaper because yeah. nobody wants it. Where do you so buy you it from? It into a good meal. I have got a pretty good butcher not too far from me. And then I've got another good butcher in Madison, which is near where I grew up. So if I'm ever going to visit the parents or anything, I'll stop there. It's pretty much just find a butcher shop and talk to the guy at the counter. And even if they don't sell it, they can get it to you, you know? Yeah, I've never thought about asking my butcher for that stuff. I can get uh, I can get it my HEB, the local grocery store here. 
can get uh, hearts, livers, and kidneys pretty easy, and testicles too. I've been wanting to try liver because of that Instagram uh, account yeah. we follow. Yeah, Carniv- Carnivore Aurelius. Yeah. Have you listened to Paul Saladino? I have, yeah. He was just on uh, Meat Eater and Rogan not too long ago, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what got me thinking about eating organ meats a little bit more. And he, he said something on Rogan, too, that I think ultimately makes the most sense. It's like, as long as you're making an intentional choice about what you're eating, you know, you're probably doing the right things. So, Jared did keto for a long time, and then he quit because his cholesterol got high. And I didn't feel good on keto, man. I felt really lethargic. It was not good for me. Were you drinking water? <laughs> I was drinking more water than I ever have in my life. Were you getting good sleep? It sucked. No, keto sucks. <laughs> I would not recommend it. Were you eating a lot of dairy? Was I supposed to? No. Well, so you, you folks All at home know <laughs> Barry is not a nutritionist. <laughs> hey, what does our intro say? That... We're not literary experts or experts in anything. I did keto to a, a T, dude. Like it, I it know. Was right on. And I it was not it was not working for me. We're on damn vacation in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Jared's over there having a salad. Arguably one of the best towns in the world <laughs> to get food in. <laughs> but we've talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Courtney DeWalter diet. Yeah, me too. Nachos, beer, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. I, this time uh, of year. Yeah. I had Taco Villa tonight. That's good. Ooh, I missed that shit. <laughs> hey, d- does Rich Roll talk about in his book why he chose the vegan diet? Was it just was it just because of uh, like a from a discipline standpoint or or was it more than that? I think or the catalyst talks was, yeah. yeah, his wife was following a mostly vegetarian diet, I think. Uh-huh. So he kind of started eating like, like her, but then the discipline was part of it. He ate like her and then took it to the next level. He was more strict. And I think the discipline was a big portion of it. Okay. Yeah, I remember reading something in the part that I read. Uh, well, first of all, his wife's like a total hippie, sounded She's like. A nut. Yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I actually, she made like a detox tea for him or something that he sat, acted like was going to kill him after he drank it. I'm going to try wanna, that. I know, I can't try it too. <laughs> um, but he mentioned something too about when he first got on the vegan diet, he wasn't feeling that good. And he kind of narrowed it down that because he's eating like a lot of the vegans I know where he's having like Oreos and shit still every day, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that Ore- that Oreos for breakfast. And a- <laughs> I ate vegetarian for a year and then I decided to have a Jimmy John sub. And then the next day I said a half marathon PR. There you go. It's amazing some of the things that do it for you. Um, 
do you uh tyler you follow any kind of training plans or you just sort of it seems like you run damn near every day I try to, but uh, as far as the training plan goes, I started getting into running because it was a break from real life. And so trying to put any sort of uh, structure on that kind of defeats the purpose. I'm kind of cavalier and just do whatever I'm feeling that day. Makes it feel like a chore. Right. Something like that attitude. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Well, and it's when you have it that way, it's still something you get to do, not something you have to exactly do. so that's good so i take it you're not a fan of coaching either it's not that i'm not a fan of it it's just not for me you yeah know? i know some people who do coaching or are coached and they they value from it you know but i just don't think i would i i've been on the fence about it <clears throat> i think uh the biggest thing that appeals to me about it is being accountable to somebody, but I don't think, I think I'd probably be accountable to him for about a week and then say, but, you probably don't care as long as you're getting my money. So, well, that's how I kind of felt. I did coaching for triathlon for two years and I'm so rebellious that it worked for a few months. And then I met one of his other uh, clients they're like, oh yeah, we missed the last three workouts. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> did not get <laughs> missing. And then uh, it's been four years now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still paying them. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, like, and not the shit on this guy, but it's also happened with the church I stopped attending. As soon as the money dried up, they were like. Wait, 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 wait. What's going right. on? Yeah. I'm like, I haven't run in like three weeks. What's like, and yeah. not just going to dive right back into yeah. it. <laughs> but I think there is, there's value in learning how to do something right. Um, so, like, back in March, I went down the Buffalo River in a kayak and just ate shit three times and had a horrible day. Hey. And, I saw somebody with a Buffalo River sticker on their car the other day. Oh, hell yeah. Midland? Right here in Midland, Texas. Wow. Anyways, go on. Sorry. And so, I mean, I've just been investing in lessons and learning how to do it right. And I think it's been really valuable to me just learning from the ground up on how to do things correctly. Um, And also, like, even just golf – I took one lesson and now golf was enjoyable to me. I couldn't even hit the ball straight or make decent contact with it. And I took one lesson and practiced my ass off and now I can go out and enjoy it. I don't, still don't break a hundred, but it's just having that expert instruction there to get me in the right direction. It's not the same as coaching per se, whereas you've got, they're making a plan for you. They're keeping you accountable. They're, trying to help you achieve your goals but having someone there to teach you how to do it right is i think is a a good thing to have yeah i like that is that how you got that butter swing oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i uh only played golf two times this year which is a record low for me i think i've only played once i told myself i was going to start back once the whitewater center closed and haven't made it back out 
Yeah, well, it's not exactly prime time. Tyler, you play golf any? I've golfed once in my life. You, you know, it's a fantastic game, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, it takes too much yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I've quit playing. It takes eight damn hours, and then you're yeah. about half blackout drunk by the time you're done too. So, <laughs> and it's expensive too, even yeah, on cheap courses. Yeah, I, I spend less money driving up to Charlotte to go to the Whitewater Center. <laughs> yeah, hotel <laughs> and golf locally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I live in a golf mecca. Yeah. Perhaps, maybe. Well, I don't know. It's not you a can't public see course. Yeah. <laughs> there's, some, there's some pretty good golf courses around here. There's even the just below Augusta National prestigious course, 10 miles from my house. <laughs> uh, the uh, From your house. Tyler, you one time ran a 50-mile run around the box. About a half-mile loop, wasn't it? Yep. Good God. Like, yeah. Are you <laughs> – the, the mental fortitude that that takes – I used to train on a three-mile loop around my neighborhood to try to get myself mentally prepared for the repetitiveness of a half marathon. <laughs> and – it was going to be three loops. Yeah. I, seriously, I don't know how you do it either because I would be losing. I mean, I'd be half crazy by the time I got done with it. So it was uh, it was right at the beginning of this quarantine thing and when virtual races were starting to get big, you know. So the idea was it was a race for a charity. So I thought, yeah, I'll do it, you know, get some money going to a good cause. And it was pick your distance. So it was anything from one to a hundred miles. So I'm not the craziest. Some dude ran a hundred miles around his block, but uh, <laughs> the idea was block party. Cause everybody's supposed to stay close to home. Wow. You're not supposed to be going out anywhere. So the idea was to run around your block and I'm not going to lie. That was the, I've run counting that one, three fifty milers at this point. That was the toughest by far. You're passing the wow. front door yeah. every single trip around. You're like and the it's just, right it's there. calling you to stop, you know? Man. So how'd you set up your aid station? Do you just set up a table in the front yard? and or what? I brought a big-ass cooler down and a lawn chair to the terrace <laughs> and just set it there, and I had some masking tape, and I just rode on top of the cooler, you know, 50-mile run, blah, blah, blah hoping that nobody be digging in it and stealing my shit oh, right. on the other side and it worked Did, uh, out pretty well were your neighbors awesome. out like what the hell is this dude doing i got asked day? a couple times yeah i <laughs> passed one neighbor three times and finally on the fourth trip around they're like hey what's what's going on yeah you training for a marathon or something i'm like oh i'm in yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I've got a neighbor. My block loop is a half mile too, so I can I have a good picture of what you're doing. I've got a neighbor who just recently has started walking a lot, and I don't know how much he's walking. I'm gonna count him one day, but he's usually out at, at like two a.m., six a.m., ten, two. I mean, you can almost set your clock by him oh. and doing. I mean, sometimes ten laps every time. And he's lost. I mean, he was he was huge before, and he's lost uh, 
No, he's like he's smaller than I am now. He's lost a ton of weight just doing that. And was this the guy we saw? Uh, yeah. We got that. That wow. Yeah, that's him, and he's probably lost thirty pounds since we saw him. That's yeah. That's big. That's no, that's crazy. 50 miler. I couldn't even imagine. I won't run it more than four laps, two miles before I'm about to snap. So that's a good way to test your mental fortitude though. You know? Yeah, seriously. Just see how, see how crazy you actually are. What was your time like on that? Um, that one I think was eight and a half or eight forty-five, maybe if i'm thinking right damn that's fast did you have anyone pace you or was it just solo the entire time no yeah well for the last hour and a half i had my then girlfriend sitting at the aid station for moral support but she wasn't running with me or nothing so did she realize you were crazy after that <laughs> <laughs> we're not even gonna go yeah. there <laughs> well, that's, <not. laughs> that's funny uh s mental fortitude i just thought of this a minute ago uh you one time posted something from headspace about a pretty good streak too there may have only been 30 days which is a damn good streak better than i've ever done yeah me too i think i've meditated for like a thousand hours but never have done it 30 days in a row so there's a lot of discipline in that too it seems like meditation's weird because it seems like something you would be naturally drawn to but even with it i'm like Ugh. <laughs> it's like time to meditate <laughs> it's not a highlight of the day is what you're saying well, I mean, it's just like anything that you're supposed to or you should be doing. It's like when you're done, you're like, I'm glad I did that. It's being a head case, too. It's just, you're sitting there alone with your thoughts when you'd rather just be zoning out with the TV. Yeah. yeah it's hard to sit with yourself. That's for sure. Yeah, I have some of the weirdest damn thoughts, too, when I'm meditating. It's like, where have these things been stored out? <laughs> you know, not... Running though does the same things. Usually on days I run, I'm not as prone to to meditating, especially if I don't run with music, which I'm trying to get back into. Um, I'm just thankful to be running. I had that little plantar fasciitis scare, and uh, thought it was thought it was all over for me from there, but went away as quick as it came. I'm back at it, and I'm running about two minutes a mile faster too since it happened. I'm feeling like that kid from uh, Rookie of the Year, you know. He yeah, with the Tommy out. Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His tendons come back all strong, so we'll see. I, uh, I registered for the Wildcatter 25K the other day and then signed up for the yeah. Skidaway Marathon today, so I got some work to do. Yeah. Where is the Wildcatter 25K? Uh, it is in Graham, Texas, which is a small town – in the Brazos River Valley, north of Lake Possum Kingdom. It's beautiful. John? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Skidaway, that's on the 
near Savannah, correct? Yeah. On Skidaway Island. Skidaway Island near Savannah, Georgia. John, you need to uh, go ahead and register for the half. Tyler, come on down, man. When is it? You got plans? Uh, <laughs> March, March 13th. 13th. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Savannah, Georgia. You uh, what what races are you, you registered for or planning, Tyler? For it's the rest on. of this year, I've got one left. It's a fifty k in early December. Oh, where at? Um, it's about an hour south of me in a little town called Mayville. Trails or road? I assume it's, it's trails, a. Uh, I'm not sure to be honest with you. It's a race I've done. This will be my third time, but they're changing the location because it was originally in Illinois, but with all the lockdowns and whatnot, having a group event in Illinois is a little bit rough. So they're moving it up. If I remember correctly, it's going to be like half and half, maybe half road, half trails. That's not bad, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, how do you plan for footwear on, on something like that? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, my my. You wear the same bad. damn pair of shoes the whole time, dude. <laughs> Man, but I'm listen. with you. I'd, I'd struggle, you well, know. Like NASCAR. <laughs> right. It might be for them. <laughs> my only plan is to get to the finish line. I <laughs> That's fine. Uh, do you have a lot of options for ultra races up there? Yeah, there's a, there's a really good company out of northern Illinois, and they've got maybe five or six races between Wisconsin and Illinois. There's a couple good ones. The Ice Age National Trail is a, a scenic trail that runs through Wisconsin, and there's three or four on that every year. So it's, a, it's really grown, and I think like the – ultras as a whole but in the last four or five years it's really grown and you've got smaller races popping up everywhere yeah i've noticed that too i i think i've talked about this on the podcast before i'd never even heard of ultra running really until me and john went to utah and i ran a half marathon at bryce canyon and that was the shortest race and there was i think there was a 50k a hundred miler, a 50 miler, and uh, I'm sorry, a 50K, a hundred K, 50 miler, and then a hundred miler. And uh, I'm like, these people are fucking nuts. But then I've just started noticing it more and more. And it's getting to even be where in Texas now there's, I think there's about three different companies I know of that, that put them on uh, all across the state, which is awesome. And they're all in the winter, which is also awesome. I uh, <clears throat> I have taken an interest in the Moab 200 or Moab 240 uh, in the last month or so. And uh, I don't really know why. <laughs> just, <laughs> just that it's been on. And then I watched a video on it today. Is it, it still going? Awesome uh no it was last oh it finished up yeah but uh so that was what got me interested so 
what I was thinking about today was it would be awesome to go do that if you could just take your time with it, you know, and spend a week out there. Yeah, spend a week doing it. And so I looked, and uh, the cutoff time is 112 hours, which is four and uh, damn uh, near a, little, a week. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> over four days, four and a half days. And so if you break that down, you only got to go a little over two miles an hour to get it done on average. So I thought about signing up. Fuck it. It's the worst that could happen. I'll come pace you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to slow it way down. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) I was looking, there's about a hundred page manual you got to read, but, uh, but no, for real, I think it'd be cool. I you just hear all these stories about uh, you know hallucinating and toes falling off and all this. I'm like, I kind of like the sound of all that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of four days. <laughs> so if you guys are interested, let's make it happen. Anybody? Let's go. So that'd probably be yeah. We'll crew for you. My dream race. What, Jared? You too scared or? What are you going to have to do after you qualify for Boston? You got to get a new goal or you're going to fall into a depression. What we're going to do, we're going to go hike all the 6,000 foot high peaks in the South. That's what we'll, me and Jared will do when he's <laughs> in Boston. How many are there? That's three? That's, like the next, four. That, that, that's the next adventure. I've got the. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's worse things to be doing. Uh, so anyways, I got to get the, well, I got to get back to half marathon status first before I go run Moab. So we're getting there. I, uh, the bourbon bookshelf formed a Strava club. Tyler will get you an invite. I've got it private right now. I, uh, I think I'm just going to take it public though. See who's paying enough attention. Speaking of Trump, Strava clubs. I started one for my triathlon club back when I was doing that. And for some reason I'm still in charge and I get emails at least weekly about people wanting to get in. I'm like, All right. how do I turn this over? I'll show you if you start putting your shit on Strava. Is it not on there? No. Weird. I know. I even sent you an invite for the club and and it's still not there. I got a new phone. It must have been that. Yeah. Bet it was. If it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. Yep. You know why I think <laughs> like it's not on, you know why I think it's not on Strava? I think it's because it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> so, I, so I told you to get on there. Uh all right. Well, I guess we can probably start wrapping. Tyler, you got any books you would like to rec- recommend to our uh audience that's just slightly larger than a handful of folks no i mean i've been i've listened to every episode you guys have put out i think if they listen to any of the ones there whoa just start reading you know yeah that's uh that's what we're hoping to do is encourage reading conversation good exercise habits carnivore diet apparently we're a running podcast yeah (laughs) I like it. 
Well, you hadn't been kayaking, so. Yeah, well, kind of shit out of luck right now. Yeah. Tis the season. It is the green The green race is this weekend, which is the big race that the whitewater kayakers do. It's about three hours north of me. I would go, but they're not allowing spectators this year. So I'm going to pay $30 to watch it online. Jeez. Yeah. Isn't that about what the entry fee to it was? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. What's, what's funny is the best of the best <laughs> are in this race and the entry fee is $30. You can compete in the race so you can watch it online. It is the same price. <laughs> One funny thing is I saw them on Instagram this week and they were, they said they were training, which to me was like, they were, run, they were doing practice rounds on the river like you guys are just now training for the biggest race of the year um so that, i thought that was weird that sounds like my kind of training plan <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right the race is on saturday yeah. it's monday let's wait till it's an emergency <laughs> uh all right well how's that uh angel's envy have you had it before yeah i've had it a couple of times and i keep going back to it so I think it's good shit. I like what you post on your Instagram with your ratings. You do it good with books too. Kind of wish we had thought of it, but uh, oh well. Y'all can steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible about rating books. If I finish a book, it pretty much gets a 10. So I have a uh, question. Are you a reverend? Uh, certified reverend. Yep. <laughs> I, good question, John. I've always wondered about that. That was something I did in high school because you can do it online. You know, it took about five dollars and five minutes, and you can be an ordained man. <laughs> <in the store. laughs> I should have had you come to my wedding. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you married anyone? I have not. No. Tyler, anything else you want to tell us? Uh, tell us how people can find you. Yeah, um, Instagram is Tyler Owens 22, T Y L E R O W E N S 22. Uh, that's the same for Twitter and everything, but Instagram is uh, the top one there. And then I'm going to give a plug too. Um, I'm an ambassador for Bigger Than the Trail. Mental health has played a, uh, a very pivotal role in my life. And so Bigger Than the Trail, I got partnered up with them. And I think it's a wonderful organization. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. And the mission statement is creating a positive impact on mental health through awareness, community, and support. And what we do is we're teamed up with BetterHelp, and we provide three free months of online counseling to anybody who asks, no strings attached, no qualifications, you know, nothing. If you reach out at BTTT, dot run slash support that's a website name that's going to take you to a page and ask your name your email address and how can you how can we help you fill that out you're going to get a reply email saying these are the services that we offer this is how you move forward it's as easy as that so i think that uh like i said my mental health has played a a very strong role in making me the person I am today and I haven't always dealt with it well. And so if I can help anybody deal with it better than I have, 
that's important to me. So again, there's no qualifications. You don't have to, there's nothing. Reach out, free help. That's awesome. Right on. So it's B, three T's. Yep, bigger run. than the trail. B T T T dot run. If you need help or if you need support, if you want to support them. Yeah. This uh this year especially, I think that stuff is probably come to the forefront of a lot more people's minds than it would have in the past. And uh they're also on Instagram, right? Think Yep. Bigger than the trail. Advocating for mental health through trail running. I like that. And we'll put a little qualifier on that. Trail running is a springboard. You don't have to be a trail runner. We're taking anybody, you know. That's awesome that you're plugged in with them. And, and uh, you do a lot to promote that on your page as well. How did you become an ambassador for them? So it was part of, you know, sharing your issues with mental health is never easy, but I've tried to the last, I'd say five years, be more open with it because I know other people are dealing with shit too. And if I can share my story, that's going to help. And so, you know, how the algorithm works as you start hashtagging some of the things that comes across your page. And I seen that, uh, they're actually based, the guy that uh, started it is from Green Bay, so he's real close and local. And so that came across my page, and I was following it for a little bit, and I didn't even know they did ambassadors. I just started talking about my story and tagging it, knowing the programs that they provided. And then I seen that they, they do um, ambassador applications every year. So when it came up the next year, I'm like, yep, we're going to jump on that shit. Awesome. Awesome. That's a good thing. And we just made a $50 donation on behalf of the Bourbon Bookshelf podcast too. So there you go. I appreciate it. John, any closing thoughts? Thoughts you weren't going to dip on the show. Um, That changed when I was editing the show and I heard all the noises you guys made. So (laughs) (laughs) I used to have to just take Jared's listen to jared's uh by himself (laughs) flipping his topo chico cap over for an hour and a half (laughs) oh shit you can hear that (laughs) yeah yeah i'll tell you what you edit the podcast one time and you (laughs) quieter in between (laughs) you start muting um what does your hat say what does your hat say tyler ATH, it's the uh, supplement company that I've been using for a long while. What do you supplement? Protein, pre-workout? Not really. No, it's a bunch of the, uh, you know, the hippie shit. It's probiotics. (laughs) It's (laughs) joint supplements, collagen. You know, I figure that uh, running like this is going to shoot my knees and I may as well try and be as proactive as I can, but yeah, I, uh, that's actually what, uh, somebody where was, I I was at the natural grocery store, not, it's like a natural foods, but it's a local shop when my foot was hurting real bad. And he told me to take collagen. 
So that's my wife takes collagen with her coffee every morning. Yeah, Kathy does too. Battle proteins, I think, is the company. No free ads. So yeah, send us all, a check. The, all the free ads. Uh, Jerry, do you got any closing thoughts? I have a closing thought before. If, if you... I already asked you if you had any. <laughs> my annual eval is tomorrow, so wish me luck. Good luck. <laughs> Did you read that Jocko book I sent you? No. Well, I am listening to Killing Crazy Horse, though. Listening to it? So the problem is I have a reading job now. So that and that book has already been covered on this podcast. So I am going back and forth with it. I wanted to make sure I get it in because it was a gift from a good friend. And I would have bought it anyway. And I had speaking of listening, <laughs> I was gonna, I think I'm gonna t- talk about the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I uh have gotten back on Audible, I hadn't really gotten in full swing, but I now my job is more in a position where I can listen to stuff all day, and so I'm gonna get on Audible to there's certain books I've always been interested in that I think audiobook format is much more favorable for like uh, Undaunted Courage by Stephen Ambrose. Is that a long one? No, I don't think it's long. It's probably heavily indexed, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's sometimes those books are just more enjoyable listening to than reading. Uh, And John sent me four credits because he was canceling his Audible. Yeah, when you cancel Audible, they're like, you are going to forgo your, all your credits that you built up over the last year that you haven't used. So I uh, sent Barry four books, and then I downloaded, I think, eight of my own. So I'm back on Audible for eight So you're going to hammer those out? <laughs> yeah. What, uh, did you download any fiction? Uh, yeah, like I did The Stand, Ooh, uh, yeah, Bag good. of Bones by Stephen King, which is a book I started in. I think I would like, but it's kind of long and I think kind of slow at the beginning. So I decided to try that on the audio. And then mostly some books, some military history that I like that I'm probably not going to get to. Yeah. Those are the kind I like listening to on Audible because it's stuff I want to know, but it's not mm-hmm. something I want to spend a dedicate my Sunday to reading. Yeah. The Killing Crazy Horse, I've really enjoyed on Audible. Uh, Bill O'Reilly couldn't take the time to read the whole book to, to me, but he did read the, the prologue. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably about as much as he wrote of it, too. So. Yeah. Jared, those crickets sound mighty fine. Makes me feel like I'm in the wild. Tyler, I'm going to – I'll send you an invite to the running club so Jared won't be in a outstanding first place, an uncatchable first place. Right on, we can battle it out. Tyler Owens, thank you for coming on. Tyler Owens, 22, Instagram and Twitter. And bigger than the trail. Yeah, bigger than the trail. Check them out, support them. Thank you guys for coming on. Tyler, thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. Nice meeting you. Thank you. Maybe we'll see you at Skidaway. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, 
get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the podcast and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoy the podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you and we'll see you next time.